Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Come here 
to the land of uh, opportunity, and we've been struggling ourselves. Really been, the struggle is real, right here. And you may not, you know, you may not, you know, get the work opportunities that you really thought were out here. And, you know, my thing is, he's someone who said he came on his own. Now, you come on your own, that's a risk you take. Now, if this was a slave issue, then we definitely owe you. But if you come here, you come here on a perception, you know, unless you got something in the mail that said, you know, we got a job for you, then I, I don't think you should be complaining. That's just Stephanie. That's just Stephanie. You know, that's like me going over to another country and complaining and then saying I could have stayed at home. Well, then go back home. If the opportunities are better at home than they are here, then I wouldn't stay here any longer than I absolutely had to. So, listen, if it's, you know, if if it was easy to come here and, you know, you, the perception was that you would get work and you didn't get it, but you know for a fact that you can get it where you are, where you came from, then my, uh, my suggestion is go to the place where you know for a fact you can get this job. To me, that's the only thing that makes sense. So, no, no, I don't know. Well... The ladies had a real interesting conversation yesterday. We talked about that pastor who, uh, the gospel artist out in Kenya, said that she hung herself in his house after she came over to, you know, bring him a suit. And then she came over to, you know, same day, same day, by the way, came over to uh, clean his house. And, you know, we got to talking about this thing, cleaning somebody's house. And uh, what you going to do? What you going to do? You going to clean someone's house and then you going to hang yourself? That's some spiteful stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, well, the ladies weighed in on this story and... uh they didn't believe it either. Nope, they didn't believe it either. So I asked the question, name something that you would tell our listening ladies not to do while dating. Because remember now, this couple was dating. And, you know, the story goes that he owed her money. And they had been arguing about this money thing. And hmm, now there's some issue. Hmm. So the lady said, there's something that you're not supposed to do. Oh, don't move in with him. Oh, my goodness. Pastor Kim nailed that one yesterday morning. Then 
we had Lady Tamika who said, listen, don't be giving up all your time. Oh. And then we had Minister Michelle say, don't be giving wifely things to a boyfriend. Oh, my goodness. The ladies nailed it. The ladies nailed it, and I hope you were listening because those are all the things that we would tell our daughters. Yep. All the things we tell our daughters. Okay? So, hmm. Pay attention. Pay attention. So, that's how our Wednesday went. And, of course, our pastor, Charlotte, came and put the icing on the cake. Yep, she sure did. She sure did. So, go back and listen. Go back and listen because the episode was really good. Really good, really good, really good, really good. Okay? All right. Well. Today is Therapeutic Thursday. Yes. Today we talk about our health. Now, you know, we get real creative over here when we're talking about our health because we just we just do this in so many ways. Well, I've got some stories this morning for us to talk about. And, oh, my goodness, it's time for us to get started soon. So, uh. Go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere. Because we'll be right back. This is Pop Stars. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pop Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I've dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Whatever it is, you know, 
we get real creative over here talking about the health and we got some stories this morning that uh, are quite interesting and boy does it address all of the different levels of health so we're giving God thanks that no he's done it one more time he's done it one more again he has awakened us He's awakened us to a new day, and we're giving him thanks for all that he has done in our life. And uh, what else can you do but serve him? What else can you do but serve God? I, I can't imagine doing anything else please. Let's get this party started. So this morning, we're talking about hypothyroidism. Hypo, H-Y-P-O. There are two sides, hypo and hyper. And we're talking about hypothyroidism. And hypothyroidism is a um, disorder that occurs when the thyroid gland is underactive. So it makes sense. Hyper, overactive, hypo, underactive. And it does not produce enough thyroid hormone. Okay. The thyroid is that gland that's, you know, in the front part of your neck. Yes. And especially as you get older, they really begin to watch you know, for, you know, which side your thyroids might be on, hypo or hyper. And they're saying that a lack of thyroid hormone slows the body's chemical processes and metabolism, okay? This leads to a hypothyroidism symptom such as fatigue and weight gain. Okay, hypothyroidism is more common in women than in men, and it is also more common in people older than 50 years old. Okay, now unfortunately, the hypothyroidism is not curable, but it is treatable. Okay, they say left untreated. It may lead to serious, potentially life-threatening complications, such as heart disease. And they say that, you know, we're going to, you know, if you're experiencing symptoms, you need to make sure that you are on your way to the doctor. Okay? All right, so let's talk about the symptoms for hypo. Thyroidism. So they're saying brittle nails, cold hands and feet, constipation, dry skin, fatigue, joint pain, menstrual irregularity, muscle aches, sensitivity to cold, thinning and brittle hair, weakness, like loss of strength, and weight gain. 
Let me read these to you again. Some of the symptoms for hypothyroidism, H-Y-P-O, brittle nails, cold hands and feet, constipation, dry skin, fatigue, joint pain, menstrual irregularity, muscle aches, sensitivity to cold, cold intolerance, thinning, brittle hair, weakness as in loss of strength, and weight gain. Now, you're not going to run to the doctor for one thing, but always, as we say, you know, if you have like a um, combination of these symptoms, you want to make sure you get to the doctor, all right, and make sure you monitor your body. Please monitor your body, and when the doctor asks you, you know, how long this has been going on, you're not sitting there looking at him or her, and it's anyone's guess, pay attention to your body, because if you are experiencing these things, you know, you're going to have to make sure you're able to talk and tell them. Well, they're saying that later symptoms of undiagnosed and untreated hypothyroidism can include, they're saying, a slow heartbeat, depression, enlargement of the tongue, slowing of speech, swelling of arms or legs, swelling of hands, feet, or face, thickening skin, and thinning eyebrows. So this is what it can grow to be. Yeah, you can, you know, left untreated, all those other things I mentioned, it can actually get to that point. And we don't want, we surely don't want to wait to get to that point, okay? Now, they're saying that if you have a change in level of consciousness or alertness, such as passing out or unresponsiveness, you need to make sure you pay attention to that. They say if you have a change in mental status or sudden behavior change such as confusion, delirium, lethargy, hallucinations, and delusions, oh, you need to pay attention to that. If there's dizziness, low blood pressure, and respiratory or breathing problems, such as shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, labored breathing, wheezing, not breathing, or choking, you really need to pay attention to that. To that. And again, that's why I say make sure you're able to tell your doctor all these things that you're experiencing. Because a lot of times, especially when we get to be a little older, um, you know, we um, we kind of ignore those things. You know, you just kind of, oh, I felt a little dizzy. And you keep it moving. So we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We want to make sure we pay attention to everything. Now, they're saying that hypothyroidism um, can be caused by a variety of different diseases and conditions. They're saying most commonly... 
Hypothyroidism is the result of inflammation of the thyroid gland, which can be due to Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and that's an an autoimmune disease in which the body's immune system mistakes healthy thyroid tissue as potentially dangerous to the body and attacks it. This results in inflammation of the tissue that eventually can destroy the function of the thyroid gland. And, you know, your body, actually, this happens throughout your body. Where You know, I've read other conditions, and, you know, it's, it's weird how, you know, once something happens to your body, you know, there's some um, other components that arise and attacks. So this is not like the only thing that this only time your body can attack itself. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And a lot of autoimmune diseases are like that. You know, it'll, when you read the causes, it'll say, you know, because something happened and the body is reading it as being harmful, so therefore it'll attack it, you know. Yeah. And remember now, this is not the real thing, but this is how it's reading. Our body goes, our bodies go through so much. Oh, my gosh. Also, another cause of hypothyroidism is a viral infection. I'm sorry, viral infection of the thyroid gland. Okay. They're saying that hypothyroidism can also be caused by birth defects, such as being born without a thyroid gland or with an abnormal thyroid gland. They're saying that it can also come from radiation treatments of the neck. Mm, Wow. And they're saying treatments for hyperthyroidism that suppress the thyroid hormone secretion. Again, it's like your body is working against itself because now they're treating hyperthyroidism and then you end up with hypothyroidism. Wow. Wow. So they're saying the risks for hypothyroidism is autoimmune diseases, a family history of hypothyroidism, females, who are over 50 in the increasing of age, they say any pregnancy that exceeds six months, okay? Radiation therapy to the neck or chest. And again, they're saying treatment for hyperthyroidism, including radioactive iodine and thyroid surgery, Okay? Now, they say, how can you prevent it? Hmm. Well, they say disease prevention relies on changing risk factors that are under your control. And the risk factors for hypothyroidism um, are not really modified. So it's not really possible to prevent it. That's pretty much what they're saying. Let me say this. Let me say this. This is kind of like... Just a thought that popped in my head. And men want to be women? 
See, they want the good stuff about being a woman because if they had to deal with the menstrual cycles and the uh, fibroids and this here, man, go away. Wow. All right, so what should your diet be like? Mm. So they say the thyroid gland needs iodine to make thyroid hormones. So having an iodine deficiency can lead to the low thyroid hormone levels, and that's what produces the hypothyroidism. So they're saying that mm, eating too much iodine, mm, you know when you get your salt and it says like iodine, yeah, that stuff matters. This is that stuff matters. You know, I didn't think it mattered. I always was like, well, oh, this got iodine, no big deal. This don't, no big deal. Salt is salt. <laughs> but yo, this stuff like matters. So they're really not giving like a whole bunch of stuff, but they're saying you they need to give you medicine really to handle this iodine deficiency. It's not a whole lot of um, foods that you can eat that would really help this um, this uh, condition. I'm really looking here to make sure. So they're saying that your diet, um, of course, diets affect everything, how we eat, and with the medicine, with the medicine that will help with this iodine deficiency, they say you need to eat food that will help to absorb the medicine. So, in other words, it will make the medicine more potent. So they're saying you need to eat food with um, that that's high in fiber. We talked about that before. So just in case you forgot what those foods are, eat soy, walnuts, and they say cottonseed meals. Now, I have no idea what that is. You can go look that up. But see how simple, I mean, just, it really, the list is not long. Go find your list of high-fiber foods, then just naming these particular things. If you have a soy allergy, because um, I, I do see that all the time. I have to read labels all the time. And they that that's one of the things that soy, wheat, peanuts, eggs, those things are high on the, you know, allergen list. So if you have a soy, you know, allergy, you surely not don't want to take that. But they say make sure your diet includes a high fiber, high fiber foods. Okay, they're saying that um, if you take like antacids, calcium supplements, those things will also help your body absorb and, um, you know, add some potency to whatever medication they're giving you for hypothyroidism, okay? Now, they're saying that there are some conditions 
that are related to hypothyroidism. And I keep saying it like that because it's so easy to get it mixed up. I, I just learned right at, pretty much almost when my mother, before she, right, not too long before she passed away, I really figured out which one she had. And she's been taking thyroid medicine since like the 70s. And I, because I never really, I didn't realize for a long time that there were two different kinds. So that's why I keep stressing hypo. So you understand what I'm saying, okay? So, you know, they say really watch your body. Really watch your body because when your body starts to, um, you know, develop this deficiency, your body will tell you. They're saying it's not. This is not really a mystery when it comes to this thyroid um, issue. So they say if you notice again that you have like rapid heart rates, excuse me, um, and things like that. Um, 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 I'm sorry. Um, what was I saying? I just lost my way. Pay attention to your body for the, that dizziness and, you know, that weight gain and that dry skin and that fatigue. They say really watch those things, okay? So, you know, I want you to go and, and make sure you get that high-fiber foods. Those things are important. You know, make sure you eat properly, okay? That stuff is serious. This, uh... This is really something that you don't need to play with, okay? So make sure you take care of you, please. Please take care of you. We want you around for a long time. All right. Getting a little misty. Getting a little misty. All right. So what are we talking about today? Well, since we're talking about our health, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Let me tell y'all something. Before we even start this news, every day I see how much we need Jesus. I'm serious. I'm, I'm just, I'm so serious. I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. You know, if you had been listening to the broadcast long enough, you know, I used to say I have this thing, that this is why we need Jesus. And when I read this news every day, I really see why we need the Lord. Because when I tell you the enemy has this world in such a turmoil, I mean twisted. We're doing all kinds of things that we really think make sense, that we really feel is it's normal and I, I, I really, God has really, 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 you know, remember not that long ago. Well, no, that's not that's not true. I want to say it the opposite way. Quite a while ago, this we're going on our third year here. I started saying things such as, um, God is 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 saying he's he's talking to his people. I don't know how many of you remember me saying that. I haven't said it in a while. But quite some time ago I started saying, you know, God said that 
he wants me to tell you he's talking to his people because it's us again we are supposed to be the trendsetters we are supposed to be the ones that people look at and follow what we do um follow what we shouldn't do you know i i just got a a uh, a message yesterday yeah, I'm, I'm veering off for us for a quick second because this is serious. Before I read any of this news, because this news is sick today. I just, I got a message yesterday. I was talking to someone, having Bible study with someone, and God showed me somebody's face. And he gave me a message for this person. And it was, it, it, it was, ooh, it was deep. It was deep. And... It was deep. It was it was very very deep, and it blew me away because the, the uh, it was it was so serious that if I thought I was going to hesitate to make this call, he let me know I couldn't. We're talking life and death here, and <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm I'm looking at the news, um, and I'm saying, this is why God is calling His people to stand up and stand tall, because this world thinks that everything is normal. The enemy has really done his job with making the normal seem dysfunctional, and the dysfunctional has become extremely normal. And we hear it every day. We talk about it every day when we talk about this, you know, these um, these things that people do. And, you know, this is why, like I said, God said, there's this urgency for my people because I don't want to see my people perish. Now, it's not only perish as far as, you know, making it into the kingdom or going to hell. It's perish right here on earth. You know, he didn't create us for us to be destroyed. And we have decisions to make. And when we talk about this news every day and how severe, these, these, I mean, these things are crazy. And I'm going to give the first story. It's going to show you how twisted we are. That we think that it's okay to do certain things. We really got to give God thanks that he called our name. We really need to give God thanks that he called our name. And I'm saying to myself, and we are just, you know, breezing through as though nothing happens in our life that really can kill us and kill us in many, many, many ways. So I said all of that to say, when I saw this here, I was like, you can't be serious. And it's about this nurse <laughs> who tried to perform liposuction on herself. Now, for those of you who think that's like, oh, I could see her doing that, find Jesus. Find the Lord. Because when you, if you've ever seen the process of liposuction, first of all, I'm trying to figure out how people even go through this. I'm like, do you do you see what they do? It's this 
and they continually jab whatever area it is. So they're in your stomach. If they're trying to do liposuction for your stomach, they're jabbing, 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 jabbing. And, and all that fat is going through the tube. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying, how does it, the after effect, the pain, I don't care how much anesthesia they give you. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I have been through surgeries and the pain. And that's only from them cutting me open and removing. And now I have fibromyalgia from consistent surgery because it's trauma to the body. Surgery is trauma to the body especially emergency surgery. I can't even imagine somebody jabbing, jabbing, jabbing in your thigh, jabbing, jabbing, jabbing in your stomach, jabbing, jabbing, jabbing in your butt, period. Somebody else doing this to me, and I will have the worst pain afterwards. Think about that toothache. Think about when they go and do work in your mouth. And after, you don't feel it because they didn't numbed your mouth, but afterwards, can you imagine liposuction? So we have a nurse, people who are medically trained, who believe that they can do this to themselves. Y'all don't think we need Jesus? This is how, I mean, this is how crazy it is out here. So it says this 30-year-old woman who's a nurse in Mexico, <laughs> oh, Lord. She, and, and check out what she died from. Ready? So she wanted to have this liposuction. And she's been working, I guess she's been working in this, you know, office with this doctor. She's seen this procedure probably many, 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 many times. And Karina was found unconscious in a doctor's office. After allegedly <laughs> attempting liposuction on her stomach to do what? To remove the excess fat from her midsection. Now, I'm trying to figure out, did you use a mirror? Because let me tell you something. You don't want your intestines punctured. I had intestinal issues. You don't want to know what happens to you if you have intestinal problems and you puncture your intestines by mistake. Okay? Karina gave herself anesthesia. Oh, Lord, y'all. And I'm not saying, oh, Lord, calling the Lord's name in vain. I, I know y'all may be saying this is all theatrics and Stephanie is so, you no, know, this is just unbelievable to me. This is, I know, I know sometimes I get on people's nerves and I go to the extreme. It's, this here, this really says to me, Call on Jesus. She gives herself anesthesia, despite the fact that she's never been trained to administer anesthesia. Now, I'm sorry. I knew that anesthesia.
anesthesiologists, they have to go to special anesthesiologists training, schooling, education. That's not a nurse. They don't train them to administer anesthesia. So they say she was found unconscious in the doctor's office and died of cardiorespiratory arrest, and that's the sudden loss of breathing and heart function. So you just pretty much killed yourself. You just you just committed suicide. That's pretty much what it says. So they say a co-worker found her and tried to revive her, and they say that she died by the time they got to the clinic. And they say that she tried to carry out this liposuction attempt when um, the owner of the clinic was not present. And you know he's you know he's <laughs> he's gonna clear himself. He said well, she did it without my authorization or permission. Yeah, he ain't trying to he ain't trying to take no blame in that one. And he said that she tried to perform an abdominal liposuction, and, you know, it, it went wrong. And he's saying it's the result, you know, of this incomprehensible action. So even the doctor is saying what I'm saying. I'm just saying it with a lot more passion. And he said he just can't imagine why... She tried to do this to herself, and she said she died as a result of massive absorption of an anesthetic that she administered to herself. And they're saying that this here is, you know, again, um, a very temperamental um, procedure that you know we hear all the time. You all know about these botched surgeries, and they're saying that the lipo deaths are one in five thousand surgeries. But wait a minute now, there are fifty thousand procedures done a year. Pretty much. So think of that ratio. They say that blood clotting in the lungs um, is the most common complication. And that leads to 23% of lipo deaths. Oh, Karina, 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 please. They are also giving the statistics of these BBLs, that's the Brazilian butt lifts, um, the tummy tucks, and all of those different um, procedures that we're always reading about. And they're saying that it is, it has reached close to $15 billion dollars. A year 
They're citing that um, there's a 37-year-old woman who uh, died from bariatric surgery. Um, you know, again, we read all the time about, you know, the, the women who go over to these other countries to have these surgeries. They brought up the surgery that we talked about when the three friends went over. And, you know, one of the friends passed away. Remember, they went to Tijuana. They talked about that one. And they just really are citing surgeries that have gone bad from the hands of a doctor. Not to mention the surgeries that have gone bad. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Help us. From people who, you know, really should not have been doing these surgeries in the first place. And, you know, so in other words, they're saying that there's really a high risk um, of things happening. You know, blood clotting in your lungs doesn't necessarily happen when it's a botched surgery. In other words, you could do every, the doctor can do everything right but you can still end up with a blood clot. That's why they were bringing that up. But they're, So they're saying that, you know, there were many risks in having these surgeries. Now you add on the fact that these, you know, these people are performing these surgeries that have no idea of what they're doing. And then, I mean, how do you up the, the likelihood that you're going to kill yourself when you try to do this on your own? So... That's a pray for them right there. We can't pray for Karina because she did. But we can definitely pray for the rest of this world who believes that, you know, listen, I work in this doctor's office, and I've seen this procedure done so often that I believe that I can actually perform this procedure on myself. Goodness gracious me. All right. What else are we talking about today? Hmm. Well, again, we got a story of the elderly. You know, if you notice, everything is on the upswing. So we've been talking about a lot of elder, um, uh, you know, bizarre stuff that's been going on. And they're saying that there's this woman <laughs> who's, um, guilty of drugging and killing her husband by lacing his favorite lemon cookies with sleeping pills. So we have this um, 68-year-old, <laughs> this 68-year-old man who was killed in his home by the wife and you know, the daughter is the one who kind of pushed the issue because she was like, something's not right. She never liked, you know, they, they haven't been married that long. And she never really cared for this woman. And, I mean, she never thought that the lady would kill her her, her father. But she said that ever since 
her father met this woman, she thought it was bad news. Now, you know, I don't know that she doesn't mention the circumstances in which they met, but you know when your parents get older, um, you know, and you see this on TV and in movies all the time, you know, people tend to get high, you know, they're on a high alert. You know, who's this woman with my father? Who this, you know, who's this man with my mother? You know, and, and that's the way she was. And this happened in Wales. And their um, their relationship, she said, kind of took off. This They met and this blossoming romance went to straight to the roof. And they were always together and they really enjoyed one another's company and they really hit it off and... You know, she said she just thought it was just too fast. But you have to think about, you know, what older people think of. They're like, well, you know, if they can find someone, you know, in their older years, they're excited. You know, they don't want to die alone. So this is why, you know, when they find someone who they feel is compatible, you know, it's up, up, and away. You know what I'm saying? They really, you know, kind of go out there. And she said they got married. She thought it was too quick, but... You know, what are you going to do? He knew what he was doing. And she said that um, the people, the neighbors even noticed that quickly after the marriage that the relationship was very violent. And now, 68 years old, y'all violent? Oh, my goodness. So they're saying that, um, some of the neighbors are saying that they believe that he used to punch her. So, you know, there was a lot of fighting going on. So so check this out. So she's questioning the woman, but yet the neighbors are saying that he's the one that's punching her. They ain't nobody said it the opposite way. So I, I don't know what happened this particular day or this particular time, and they said that one of the other allegations was that the, 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 the woman wanted to get out of the marriage because she had, she found out that he had brought another woman into the home. Yeah, so somehow or another, there was a woman who he brought into the home, and she started living there. And between living with this other woman and being beaten by him, she had pretty much had it. So she tells the courts that she had dreamt about drugging her husband for a few months. And <laughs> that's what I said. I don't know what happened this particular day because she had been dreaming, she said, that she, had, she was going to drug him. But she never did it. And she said, you know, the thought was that he would just be sleepy and go to bed. But again, you don't know this. You know, this may have been your thought or your hope. But uh, mm, she said that he loved her baking. So this is how she decided to, you know, take care of this little matter, you know, put him to sleep a little more often. So she says, and she cooked up some lemon biscuits, and crushed, you know, this this uh, this med in with the mortar and pestle. You know what that is? That's that little cup with that little hammer thing. <laughs> and she, you know, put that in the 
icing of the cookies. And she served it to him with a cup of Milo. Now, we've all seen a lot of Milo in the store. Comes in a can. I, I couldn't believe it. I was listening. I was looking at this, and I was just like, wow. And she said he never woke up. So she found him without a pulse, and but she didn't try to resuscitate him, and she didn't call an ambulance. So, see, this is how you shoot yourself in the foot. Because when you saw him unconscious, you found him unconscious, you didn't try to, you know, help him out. Like, oh, my gosh, he's not breathing. No, nah, you just sat there and looked at him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So here's what she did. She said she panicked. She wrapped his body in a blanket, and she tied a knot, a, um, a knot on each end with some duct tape. She dumped him in a freezer, a chest, a chest freezer, and strapped the freezer door closed. Now, if you thought that all he was going to do was go to sleep, boy, your follow-up was serious. A few days later, she dragged the freezer to a neighbor's backyard. That person pops the, the freezer open and finds this man and they come and arrest the wife. She admits, you know, to the manslaughter. Well, how was that manslaughter? Didn't she kill him? Oh, whatever. And, you know, because she didn't mean to kill him. So that's somehow or another that becomes manslaughter. That sounds like murder to me, but what are you going to do? Um, it's, <laughs> you know... Here's the problem that, that she's, she was also facing at one point because they said that the medical examination couldn't determine whether he died from the overdose of the drugs or the suffocation. So in other words, when she, when she found him with no pulse, there was a possibility that he still could have been alive, slightly alive. But because we're not medically trained like that, um, you know, this is what happened. He could have been alive, but you thought he was dead, and in actuality, you may have killed him. Wow. Now, here's how they end this article. The daughter says, she robbed me of my father. Now, I'm not saying. That she should have killed But something is off here So before I go any further Let me talk to my family here Let me talk to the dude Tom crew Let's say good morning to Tamika Good morning Tamika Good morning Happy Thursday to you How are you? I am well thank you How you doing over there? I am doing absolutely fabulous. Wonderful, wonderful. <sighs> we got two things here we're going to talk about this morning. You have this nurse that wants to lose weight. She can't lose weight, Tamika. So she decides that she didn't watch this liposuction procedure long enough that she can now become an anesthesiologist 
and perform this liposuction on herself. Is it time that we that we find Jesus or what? Post haste. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> she, she really, uh, like you know, here we go. You know, okay, fine. You've watched it millions of times. Nobody that I've ever heard of tried to do something like that to themselves. First of all. If you give yourself anesthesia, you're automatically not going to be as alert. So giving yourself the anesthesia is one okay. thing. Now you're, perform- now you're performing surgery under anesthesia. How are you supposed to know when to stop? And then after that, you're going to stitch yourself up? Because there's still some, uh, a portion of you that's still open. Because, again, if you've ever seen, I have watched, you know, on television that liposuction and I cringe. You know, I honestly yep. cringe. And anyone who had ever had any type of surgery on their stomach, myself included, you also know that there's a, a, a matter of healing time. So even prior to you having the surgery, what were you going to tell your boss? Oh, I can't come to work for a month? You know, you're going to take a vacation for a month? You, you got that much accrued time? I'm just like, where is the mental, where is... This is why we need Jesus because, you know, Jesus will direct, uh, baby, baby, think of, think of, now sit back and think about that thing. Go in the corner and think about that thing because obviously this just doesn't make sense. None of the components putting it together, you know, and for all we know, especially considering the fact that she had never administered anesthesia to anybody else, how do right. you know what dosage you need for your body? Right. You know, what, right. what works for me you know, I often tell people, because I've had surgery twice in my life, and I know that for me, anesthesia affects me a lot because I don't take medication. So any little portion of anesthesia, I'm out, you know. And so I always tell them, you know, you want to use a light dosage because it's going to take me a long time to wake up. This part I know. How do you know what works for your body? How many, oh. you know, how many anesthesia, I'm just... Uh, I'm at a point like where I don't even know where to go because every avenue that I run into is like a wall. Wrong, 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 wrong. There's no rights to this portion. You know, and then my thing is if you're working in the office, wasn't there some type of discount? You could have spoken to the doctor. You spoke to nobody. You just decided when the doctor's not there uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning because he comes in at 8, I'm going to go handle this. And then what? There is no avenue that I can see that makes sense in this. Not at all, girl. Not at all. And I, I was thinking the same thing you were thinking, you know, that the anesthesiologist, before you go into any surgical procedure, he spends or she spends time with you. How much do you weigh? How tall are you? All these questions they ask because that is how they determine what they're going to give you, how much they're going to give you. There are different types of anesthesia. Yo, this, and, and I'm saying to myself, how in the world, you don't even know, you know, uh, like you said, the balance of, you know, we're going to turn this knob up twice, but we're going to turn this knob the opposite way once. Yo, you can really do all of that. Now you are now 
really trying to figure you know, out I, this myself. I think about, you know, when you take certain medications, <laughs> they uh-huh. have instructions that say don't yep. use heavy equipment, yep. drive, you decide yep. that you're going to use an anesthesia and still perform an act. Please help. 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 Jesus, take the wheel. Help. Yes, ma'am. Thus, the, what do they call it? The um, When I said all of that stuff before I even said Tamika, the, 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 the prelude. Because I just couldn't believe that I was listening to this. Because I was running into the same wall last night, walls last night when I was reading this um, <laughs> this article. And I'm saying nothing about this made sense. Nothing. Even if you took and gave yourself some morphine, both figuring you're going to dull your body, even if you did that, you are still not in any condition to perform this act on yourself. Child, let's speak to Pastor Charlene and see what she got to say about this madness. Good morning, Pastor Charlene. Good morning, good morning. How is everyone on today? Well, I think we're quite confused. How are you? (laughs) Yes, I'm confused too. (laughs) Oh, what is your thought? My first thought was YouTube sure is the best teacher ever. Everybody go to YouTube. <laughs> 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 they be making their money. <laughs> wow. And then I thought about of when when you do get the anesthesia, don't you nod out? So your line ain't gonna be right, no way. So whatever that you're trying to do. <laughs> and wow. I, it, it just sounds so crazy, this self-surgery, uh, because that's what I called it, self-surgery that you are attempt to do. Um, nobody, you didn't tell nobody, nobody tried to talk you out of it. Like, you know, where's your people at? Because, you know, we always telling somebody something. I don't think you told and nobody that Charlotte, I don't think she shared that one. I don't think she shared that one. Cause ain't no in the world. You gonna tell somebody that you that gone? Cause that's that's exactly what you would be telling somebody. They gonna have to try to admit you into some type of mental facility. <laughs> well, you never know who her friends are. I don't know. <laughs> and then you know what else? <laughs> I thought, what happened to the ace bandage? Don't nobody want to do that no more. Remember back in the day, you put that ace bandage on and just suck up that ace bandage. Oh, that ace bandage. You know, you just suck up that ace bandage. And now they got, nowadays, you know, because we have grown now. That if you want that booty or whatever, they got a lot of padded stuff going on now. Whatever you want to look bigger than what it is. Remember? <laughs> and the socks up underneath. And, you know, they don't do that no more instead of trying to kill themselves. <laughs> no, but wait, Pastor Charlotte, remember the plastic? Tamika and Pastor Charlotte, y'all remember the plastic? People would wrap oh, themselves in the plastic mm-hmm. for exercise because that's yes. all they don't. Oh, no, my goodness gracious. Yes. 
we were to go back in our, you know, back in time to all of the things that we have heard of or, you know, done to help us lose weight, anything, Pastor Charlotte, would be better than this here, this here option. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that was my choice. Go back in the day. Pull that up on YouTube. It'll teach you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Without dying. Without uh, dying. Oh, my God. But, you know, the waist yeah. trimmers are now the, the new age um, age bandage. That's basically what that is. Right, 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 right. Or they have the, um, they make them like, um, um, they have the waist trainers or they have, they come in like biker shorts or panty form. They have the ones that kind of, you know, pull you in. So it, it's mm-hmm. like heavy elastic. And they're shapers, mm-hmm. and they get to trust me. I'm telling you, they pull in that that fat man. You, they say you lose like <laughs> two, three inches when you put that on, and it also gives you a shape, you know, underneath your clothing so that your clothes fit a little better. I mean, there are so many things mm-hmm. that you could use, and it's like, yo, really, this is our option. This is where we go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's talk to Shantice and see what she got to say about this. Here. Oh, Shantice, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. (laughs) That's good. What is your thought? Now, you ain't never had to wear no waist trainer or put no plastic around your belly. But does any of this make sense to you? I'm just trying to figure out how you doing anything when you're sleeping. <laughs> I went through I went through anesthesia for the very first time in June of twenty one. And, you know, they explained to you the doctors talking to me and then the anesthesiologist is right above my head talking to me. And I'm like, first of all, somebody needs to stop talking because y'all expect me to listen to two things at once. And ain't nobody give me nothing. Yet. You're already y'all challenging my. I'm trying to make sure I, I say my prayer, and then you talking, you talking. Somebody gotta stop. Then, anesthesia. Then they're saying, okay, the doctor's like, okay, you know, no, I'm sorry, the anesthesiologist is saying, okay, I'm giving you this amount of dosage, and then the doctor's like, okay, if we start, and if you still feel something, then he's gonna give you more. And I'm like, more. Um, I don't know about this now. Okay. And then at the NSD, I was like, okay, now count back from 10. I don't remember saying 10. I was like, <laughs> I don't remember saying 10. I would be lying if I said I was like 10, 9, 8, 7, and somewhere around 6 and 5. I was out. I don't remember saying 10. Next thing I knew, doctor was saying, Shantice, we're finished. That's then I then I said, okay, well, I have a question. He still can't answer it, but he ain't going to remember it. He wasn't lying because the next thing I knew, I was waking up in recovery. So I don't know <laughs> how you did anything sleeping. How do you, wow, how wow, you able wow. to do anything after you put the mask over your face or the tube in your nose, however she administered this anesthesia to herself? How did you get past doing anything after that? This is some serious schizophrenic stuff that is going on out here in these streets now. 
Oh, my goodness. You know, it's funny because that's what I thought about. And I said, I'm not going to say it because maybe one of them will say it. Because I was saying, you know, when they tell you, you know, count backwards, you don't even ten, and that's it. I never go. I, I, at least I've said ten. You don't hear anything else after the ten. So that's the same thing I was thinking. Because I'll tell you, I, you know, I just went back into my time when I had just once. I didn't have to go back into the many times, but just one time when I've had surgery, even when I went to get my tooth pulled, he didn't even tell me to 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 count back. I, he put the thing in my arm, and I looked at him. I looked down at the thing, and that's the last thing I remember. So it it, it, it <laughs> makes no sense that you thought, like all of you have said, how would you possibly believe that you could perform anything? Um, if you watch the surgeries that the doctor did, that had to be a realization for you. So that's the other thing. And it just 30 years old, 30 years old. 30, 30, it's like, yo, you just killed yourself for something so silly, so silly. But you know what, Pastor Steph, after you kept saying 30 years old, it came to mind was the enemy is getting everyone through desperation because that is some real desperate stuff, some real desperate stuff for you. For that to even be an idea in your head, you should have slapped yourself. You should have given yourself some more anesthesia by knocking yourself over the head. Like, oh, I'm going to lay on a table or sit up or whatever and put whatever in me to suck because my stomach is just way too... And her stomach probably wasn't even all that crazy. Probably wasn't even all that crazy. Probably something she could have fixed with eating better and working out or something. And But this whole desperation, he has everyone looking at themselves. Oh, I have to change this. Oh, I have to change that. I have to change. And you would really, like, oh, this is, this is dumb. Yeah, this, this is this is extreme. This was extreme for me this morning. I, I just couldn't get past that last night. Oh, my goodness. Ladies, ladies, ladies. You know, we have begun to do a whole lot of stories regarding the elderly. And the seniors. Now, <laughs> again, like Shanti said, this desperation, man, these things are crazy. Now, I, I, I talked about the fact that, you know, you've seen this, you've heard it, you know, people who are older, you know, they, they're getting married quicker because, you know, they believe that, you know, this is my last chance. I don't want to die alone. Well, that's desperation pretty much. You know, I'm desperate enough to find somebody. And here you are, you're close to 70 years old, and you've beaten somebody? And you're beating (laughs) someone? Now, again, we have this desperation going on where we think even at 68, Ain't nobody going to be tired of me beating on you, on them. I, yo, this is like, this is some sick stuff here. So you marry this woman, and now there's violence. Ain't nowhere in the world I'm thinking at almost 70 years old, I'm going to find somebody, I'm going to marry him, and I'm going to have to worry about domestic abuse or domestic violence. And we almost 70 and 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 you could see again the desperation 
instead of her just leaving. Now, at 70 years old, you still have not figured out that leaving is the best thing. No, you take, because he loves your bacon, you take and you get the device that you're going to crush up these pills. And listen, y'all, y'all see she old school, because who still uses a mortal, whatever they call that thing, you know what I'm saying, the mortal and pestle thing that they say she used, crushed up the medicine, the mortar and pestle. Okay. Who uses that? And you normally listen, you just take a hammer or a can and you just start crushing up the pill. She gonna get all, you know, you know, creative and she's gonna like she's making something in chemistry. She crushed up this 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 medication. She puts it in his lemon biscuits and she thinks she, he's just gonna go to sleep according to what she says. She's gonna go to he's gonna go to sleep. She finds that he's unresponsive. She thinks he's dead, so she panics, puts him in a blanket, rolls him up, ties the two ends with duct tape. Now, she's got to be somebody strong because she then picks him up and puts him in a freezer chest, ties down the lid, pushes it into the neighbor's backyard. The neighbor opens it up, finds it, and they immediately arrest her. And then at the end of the day, the daughter says, she stole my father from me. Now, I'm going to leave that one to y'all because I got a couple thoughts on that. But come on, Pastor Charlene, you got the... You got the first leg. You got the first leg. Okay. So now he beats her, and the girlfriend lives in the house with them. Did you, am I right? Yep. No, that's right. I forgot that part. Yes. So now there's a woman who's living in the house with them, and now she's upset. The wife is upset about this woman who's living in the house with them, and she's tired of that, and she's tired of him beating her. What? There was something you said. Okay. So now he got the girlfriend. He's beating her. What happened to Here I go old school again. Just take the pill and put a little water to it, you know, and then it'll just went right in. But nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> it still wasn't right, but I'm stuck on the part of how did you pick him up? The girlfriend ain't had no play in this. See, that was my thought. Did y'all do this together? <laughs> that, that maybe he was beating the both of them, Pastor Charlotte, and now... And that's where I'm going. Okay, okay. Because how, like you said... How can she pick him up and to put him in what y'all call a body freezer, those big freezers, <laughs> and you couldn't have did this by yourself. So was he beating the both of y'all and y'all decided, well, this is what we're going to do, and y'all picked him up and wrapped him up and, and to drag the freezer 
See, you got to have somebody else. Yep. To drag the freezer to next door. So she taking the weight. I'm telling yep. her to. Yep. Everybody going down. Yep. 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 So yep. That was my thought. Yep. Yep. Now I didn't think about the girlfriend, the one sleeping in the house. But I surely was wondering how she didn't pick this body up. That's what I said. She must have been somebody strong. And then push this whole freezer out the house into the main, that's off your property, into the neighbor's property. Oh, no. That's a whole lot. That's a whole lot of movement for one person, a woman. And you six, y'all close to 70, Pastor Charlotte? I'm with you. I'm with you. I did believe somebody helped her, but I did not think of the girlfriend. Mm, wow. All right, Brother Al, we coming, we coming, we coming. I see you, I see you. All right, Shantice, what's your thought? Who eats lemon biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the first alarm for him. Who? Who? I have never heard of that. They're in Wales. They're not in our country, Shantice. They 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 call it cookies. They call it biscuits. You know, so lemon cookies, lemon cookies, lemon. Okay, that's the first concern. All right, then now, I guess my life just ain't exciting. Man, at seventy, <laughs> I got a wife and a girlfriend living with me. This is just what. So, so you're living in this house with your husband, who's abusive, and his girlfriend. And now you decide to come up, like, what just happened to just waking up and just slapping everybody? See, all this, this is what happens when you overthink stuff. So you came up with the plan to pretty much poison his food. But you could have just started slapping everybody. They would have left. And then you, so you go through all of this to push a deep freeze into someone else's home or someone else's property. Only to still get caught, you would have got caught a whole lot later had you just let the body deteriorate in the deep freezer in your own house. Like what? So you thought somebody was gonna walk outside, see this huge freezer, and just keep walking past? Like, oh, I did leave that out here yesterday. What you should like? What's gonna happen when you think too much? That I believe oh. the girlfriend helped too, because it was somebody slept with him on the off night. And they started arguing, and they said, "You know what? We tired of the rotating. Let's let's just get rid of him." And I, that this whole thing is stupid. That is just dumb. I say, uh-uh. stop overthinking it. Just start slapping everybody. Somebody gonna end up wanting to move because all of this plotting and who poisons anybody anymore at seventy years old. This is like at seventy saying, "I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend." Why are you still going through stuff after a certain age? Like, it's just now, what also, you can see, this is what happens in the name of, I just want to say I have somebody. See? See what I'm talking about? When I just want to say I have somebody, this is what God gives you. You just have to have a husband. Look at the husband you got. People don't think. Well, you keep saying what happened is somebody just slapping people. That was the problem. <laughs> no, I mean, but well, her. So if he's slapping you. I know, you, I know, I so know. But then it started yeah. off with. Slapping. That was the problem. So now you got everybody slapping everybody. Listen, just leave. Just simply leave. I don't get. Yeah. I don't get. I don't get why you're still sticking around. 
All right, Brother Al, you heard the story. Well, I'm going to add that I forgot, as Shantice was talking, that she dreamt. She had been dreaming of this. She had been dreaming of poisoning him. So when she finally mm. decided to get the courage to go do it, she claimed she only thought that he would, you know, she could put him to sleep. She ain't think she was going to kill him. Oh, good morning, Brother Al. Good morning, good morning. I thought y'all forgot all about me up here in the west side. <laughs> no, 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 you came on late, so we had to wait for the rotation to come around. All right, what are you thinking about this? Now, you're the only man on here with us today. You're the one that started this whole problem because you slapping somebody around, and you didn't move the, a woman in the house, and, you know, you beating your chest thinking that, you know, it's all about you, and you end up dead. Well, I'm dead now, so I don't think nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would catch that one. I knew you would catch that one. I knew you would catch that. But, but you know, it's, it's it's amazing on what people accept. You know, it's just like I tell people, as as us being men, we're going to do what you allow us to do to you. Not saying that it is right, you know. And I'm listening to the story, and there's no way she didn't have help. They all played that together. You know, she said she'd been dreaming about it. Yeah, that's the enemy giving you that dream, and you walk through it. So he told the other, other people that were there, listen, I'm going to go through it and do it as long as y'all help me. So they was like, all right, you kill him, and we'll help you. You know, because yeah, you, you ever picked up somebody or try to pick up somebody that was unconscious, even a baby, if a baby's laying there asleep, and you pick him up, he's heavy. You know what I'm saying? So you got a grown man, and you was able to pick him up, wrap him up, put him inside a freezer, and then drag him to the Nah, y'all did that together. You know, y- y- y'all did that together. And like you said, what they should have did was just not. Why would you stay there and just accept that? So he figured, okay, they accept that. I can continue to do what I do. Yo, Brother Al, you must be beating your chest when you got a wife and a living at 68 years old. You're really feeling oh, your weak. I'm the man. I got two of y'all living here. I am yep. the man. I'm going to do the book. Say something again. Stop taking out your mouth. Say it again. Say one more word and it's on. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you already beating on a woman and then you move another woman in? Yo, that is madness. That is madness. Jamaica. And my thing is, what, you, what was she thinking? You, you beating, you beating, I'm beating her, right? And then I move you in. You ain't think I'm going to beat you sooner or later? Uh, absolutely. I, I, I don't get that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're not going to sit back and watch this go on. You're going to be a part of the, of, of the issue. You're not going to be exempt. I agree with you 100%. You know what, and I'm going to tell you something, quiet as is kept, we have not heard, you know, any 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 conversation or any comments, rather, from this other woman, but he probably was beating her, too. So that's why the two of them may have gotten together and got this done. So, yeah, she wasn't no, no nobody just there looking at this and ain't nothing happening. Nah, that ain't happening. All right, Tamika. What say you in this madness? And it is extreme madness. Now I'm 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 gonna take it on 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 another frame on this one. Um, anytime 
you decide to put not just one, but two or more women together, you won't have a calamity. You know? <laughs> and if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, you got Leah, Jacob, and Rachel in the Bible. You have Sarah, Hagar, and Abraham. I encourage you, if you haven't read it before, get you a Bible and look for those names because they will automatically tell you anytime you have more than one woman in, in a sudden like that, you're going to have a problem. You, yep. won't, you won't beat on me and then have somebody. I wish you would. <laughs> bring, bring somebody up in this house. Please, please bring somebody up in this house. And so, like you said, you know, she couldn't have been strong enough to pick him up. And, you know, but here's the thing. You gave him the pills. The medication did what it was supposed to do. And now you panic. You know, and, and you, you, oh, you real brilliant. You took the freezer after getting him, finally getting him in there. Did you not realize that eventually they were going to look into that freezer? You know, I'm one of them people. I look at my backyard. My best is where the weeds come from. You know, where's the extras? You know, what whatever is in the backyard. And and my backyard is not a place where people can travel. So I'm looking at my backyard. A whole freezer. There's nobody that I can think of that that would look on their property and see something completely brand new, and it doesn't cost you to look. You know, my heart goes out to the individual who actually opened up the freezer. Is that Mr. Farley in the freezer? (laughs) <laughs> you know, what in the world, you know? And, and then, of course, what did you think was going to happen when they finally opened up the freezer and saw Mr. Furley? You know, th- those are the things that go on. I, I just, oh, 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 boy, these stories. I'm telling you, we're talking about uh, the health today. we talking about our health. Well, baby, these two stories right here. So, ladies... And gentlemen, I want to discuss this ending part where the daughter, um, she's been very vocal throughout this article. You know, she says, I knew that this woman was, now listen to this. I knew the woman was no good. I knew the woman was no good for my father. Um, you know, she, she did this, she did that. She was this, she was that, and she took my father. Let me, let me, let me get this quote. Let me get this quote. Let me get this quote. Uh, she was concerned about the fact that, you know, did he wake up in in the freezer and he was trying to get out? Uh, that was her question. She's been plagued by that thought. She also says she robbed me of my father not being able to say goodbye to him. So I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to tackle that one. Shantice, now you didn't hear the entire story. Mm-hmm. What's your thought on, on this comment? Boo-hoo. So you didn't know nothing about what your father was doing? Like you didn't like no one wants to lose a parent. You know, whether your your parent is an, an axe murderer, a big robber, whatever. But if you when you read the article, so let's just say somehow you were completely oblivious to your father being a bigamist and whatever. 
to being abusive. Once you found out all these details, you're still standing on these comments and feelings publicly because I would just have to hide those feelings. Because there's no way I can hear that my father was doing all of this and I have no no type of sympathy at all. Now, I may not, I still may not agree with the fact that you chose to kill my father, but I have no type of sympathy at all for you. And I'm not like, well, Dad, well, he did kind of bring this on himself. You know, either she didn't kill him, but he woke up in the burning bed or something. You know, like, I don't understand how people just, is all because this is just my, my so-and-so, whether it's my parent or my friend or my whatever. I don't understand how you can know these details at any point and still stand publicly like this. So what you're saying is I don't care what he did. Pretty much I condone what he did and nothing should have happened to him. And because of her, I don't have my father. No, because of him, you don't have your father anymore. Thank, thank him. Put that in the obituary. Because of him, he's no longer here. Because you cannot do this to people, regardless of what age you are, and not think somehow this is going to come back to bite you. All righty, all righty. Uh, Brother Al, what say you? You know, her thought is, you know, oh, I'm my father, I feel so bad for him. You know, did he wake up in his freezer and he tried to, you know, get out and he found himself, you know, buried alive pretty much. You know, she robbed me of my father. You know, I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye. What's your thought on that? Man, you know, it's like Sean T. said, you know, nobody wants to lose a parent, and it's hard to lose a parent. But you know that your father, you know what the lifestyle he was living, and he beating on somebody. You're a woman yourself. So you already know, okay, he's hitting on a woman. Sooner or later, that woman going to get tired of the hitting, and something's going to happen. So did you talk to your dad to pop listen? What you're doing is wrong. You need, you really need to chill out for one of these women hurt you. You know, um, you know, people have a habit of that, you know, regardless if it's, okay, this is my father, my mother, you know. But fathers, mothers, brothers, people can be wrong. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And, you know, you robbed yourself because you should have said, Pop, you need to chill out with that. While Dad was in there doing his thing, you was all good. You know, you was all good. Now that woman that said, okay, enough is enough. Now, oh, she took my dad away. Oh, hey, stop it. I'm sorry for your loss, but, you know, Pop had it coming. Put his hands on the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. All right, Tamika, what say you? Yeah, you know, um, the, the other component that I want to bring in is her mother, you know, if, if you're just only talking about this one woman, how was the relationship between your dad and your actual physical mother? Did he be oh. you? You know, everything oh. that we think about is always just towards the the this this relationship. And you know, okay, fine, you're you're not liking her. Was it also that you didn't like her because now she is the replacement for your mother, and so now anything that happens to her, you don't care about. All you care about is your father. And people do, you know, pick and choose sides, especially when you have that type of relationship, which is why I don't like stepfather and stepsister and step. If we're siblings and we're family, we're family, you know. And so she, he didn't, he, she didn't take his life from you. He took his life from you by, the, by his actions, and now you are dealing with the repercussions of his actions. The, the thing that we don't realize a lot of times is 
The things that we do affects our children and those that we love. All right now, Pastor Charlene, you know, what say you for the daughter's expressions? Well, I thought of that um, since uh, Lady Tamika went the mother way, I was thinking of the daughter way because it didn't start there of him beating anyone. I thought of him beating the daughter as well. And because of a lot of times children overlook, he deserved not to die. Let me say that first. He didn't deserve to die. But when you hit somebody and they do get to a place as being abused, that that is your thought that you're going to do. You know, I have to get out. We don't know why she didn't leave or could she leave because he could have threatened her as well. So we don't know the mind state of her, but it poured into your father was wrong, and that's the bottom line. And for you to say goodbye, well, just you could have just walked to the freezer and said, bye, Dad, whatever, and kept it moving. <laughs> oh, but at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it'd be terrible, but oh I told y'all to pray for me. Pray for me. Oh, my God. Because gosh. as a woman, just like Brother oh Al said, as God. a woman, you that's something that oh you don't God. want to accept. You don't want no man to be beating on you. And I just think that he's been doing this from before. Like she said, his wife. I mean, well, the mother of the daughter. You know, and even the daughter. That's something that he probably had a problem with. But she didn't have to do all that. She should just cut them hands off. He's been all right. (laughs) (laughs) And all of that passed Charlotte and she couldn't leave. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not agreeing with that one. No. You leave, but we're gonna come back to that one. We we only have we only have Tamika for a couple of seconds more. And, mm-hmm. you know, this year we we did not have a presenter <laughs> for our shout-outs. So this year y'all going to get me saying, Happy birthday, Tamika! <laughs> Some may have thought I forgot, but I never do birthdays in the beginning. We always wait till you know, the end of the show, and I want to uh, wish you a happy birthday, and, you know, give everybody an opportunity to speak since everybody's mic is live. I don't know if we want to give Brother Al a chance to speak, because, you know, we got to hear that mushy sentiment. But Pastor Charlotte, since you had the mic last, what would you like to say to Lady Tamika today? Well, you know, they never let me sing, so I'm going to, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. You know, I love you, sister. You know, they never want me to sing. Why it's not my turn this year to sing to everybody? Enjoy your birthday, my love. <laughs> Have a blessed one. You know it's from my heart, my singing. I love oh, you. Oh, my goodness gracious. Chantese, what you got? Mike is yours. Yes, I would scream, but I'm still stuffy. But happy, happy, happy birthday. Thanking God for allowing you to see a whole another year. And praying that this year 
is so much more enjoyable than last year. And we're going to get together, girl, and have our mocktails and everything. We'll have a great day. That's right. right. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Go ahead, Al. (laughs) Brother Al, you can keep it clean. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I want to say happy birthday to my future wife. And may God bless her to see many, many more. And um, I ain't got no gifts, so I'm going to give her a okay? We're not doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is how we do. No, but, you know, I, I wish you all the best. And may God continue to bless you with your birthday. Oh, nice sentiments, nice sentiments. Uh, Lady Tamika, giving God thanks for your birthday giving God thanks for him just bringing you safely through another year and um, allowing us to get closer and, you know, enjoying the ministry um, that we share together, the ministry opportunity that we share together, enjoying our, our private time that we share together. And my prayer is that you will allow God to enhance your life more and more um, you're about to become the bride of Frankenstein, but <laughs> so my prayer goes out. My prayer goes out. Um, no, but um, you know your upcoming nuptials um, prayers that you know everything will be a blessed, a blessed event, and you know it's it's a wonderful. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity to have just shared this time with you that, you know, uh, we've had together. And I give God thanks for you. Thank you for all you do. Um, thank you for your ministry. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for, you know, just reaching out during a time when we were really, really going through a, a rough patch, you know, losing my mom. You were right there. So thank you so much for everything. Nothing you have done has been forgotten. Um, There's just no way to say thank you to all of you, um, you know, for what you do. So you have a blessed day, a blessed moment in time. Today is yours. Enjoy it in the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for everyone. You know because it's my show, and I want to clap. <laughs> she was mushy right there. She was mushy. <laughs> See, this is why I turn your mics off, so your thoughts can stay contained. But, um, all jokes aside, have a wonderful day, Tamika. To my due time crew, you know, this was our health day and this is what, you know, the health, thing, the health news that came up. So, you know, we're going to have our little pray for them moment. And um, I pray, thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation. And I pray you all have a blessed day. Shanti's feel better. Thank you. All righty. Okay. Thank have a nice day, everybody. Have a nice day. All right. Thank you. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. You know, <laughs> we really looking at these these situations. You know, we have our pray for them moment on Thursdays, 
and Shantice hasn't been feeling well, so I didn't bother her at all. But, ooh, the enemy always gives us something to pray for. Ah, all right. Let us hold hands and hold hearts. To Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We thank you to Heavenly Father for just blessing us to see a brand new day, God, with brand new tender mercies. You've been so, so gracious to each and every one of us, to Heavenly Father. Lord, we're going to lift up the family of um, the young lady who took the time <laughs> to and just, just, just really took the time to plan something that just, it was a dead end, no matter what way you look at this. This was a plan, God. And it's it's just evident that we need you, God, because, you know, you said that you would leave us to a reprobate mind. And in that essence, we you wouldn't have to do anything. Just leave us to ourselves. Just leave us to ourselves. Our family, God, must be devastated. And we pray, God, that you just hold their hearts in your hand. You know, whatever desperate move that was made was a costly one. And if only she had been given an opportunity to know who you were, or if she had that opportunity, you know, did she reject it? And now she's left to think on her own. And again, God, this is this is what happens when there's no you in our thought, when there's no Jesus in our thought. Lord, the woman who poisoned her husband, who had been a victim of abuse, and instead of leaving, instead of leaving, you know, we, we can't believe that we are locked, literally locked into the fact that we can't leave. In our minds, we can't leave. And Lord, instead of, instead of her leaving, Instead of her telling someone, instead of her going to get help, again, again, this is a plan. Her plan was that he would sleep, she says. But, Lord, now he's not here anymore. So how much did that plan work? Lord, we're just lifting her up. That even in her her elder years, she now has to face charges and she's going to spend pretty much the rest of her life in jail. Lord, we're lifting up those who are in this abusive, violent relationships, dear Heavenly Father, that there is an out. There is an out. We may not see it, we may not feel it, but there is an out. We may not think it, but there is an out. And we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for those of us who were rescued, those of us who did get out, those of us who did leave, that we did not make those kind of moves. So we're asking you, God, that you just introduce yourself to her. That is never too late. And it's never too late. That her time here on earth, you know, may look like this, but there is an opportunity 
she could possibly enter into your kingdom, God. We're lifting these people, her family possibly, even the daughter who feels that her, her father has been, you know, issued some grave disjustice. No, we don't agree with the murdering. But we have to understand that we're going to reap what we sow. And we, you know, if we hear these things, God, we're not so close to these people that we can't speak to them, that we can't offer them a word, that they could even make different decisions. Was she aware, God, and she didn't say anything? Well, again, as the panel has said, this is what we eat. So, Lord, we're, we're, we're aching right now. We may laugh. You know, we, you know, we may see the humorous side, but we ache, God. For every individual that goes down, we ache. Because we understand that it does not have to be this way. That we all make our decisions. And we just don't think. We just plan to do things, God. But as long as our lives are not hidden in you, our plans mean nothing. Our plans have a chance for failure. So, Lord, we're just lifting this world to you as the world needs you, and it needs you now. We're thanking you, dear Heavenly Father, for rescuing us. So now we can speak to individuals. Now people can hear what we say. Now people can hear what we've gone through and how you, you and you alone, by, it's nothing that we've done, but you, you, you gave us mercy and grace and brought us out. That they can have the same exit without anything being to the degree of these two levels of desperation, these actions behind the desperation. Thank you, God, for rescuing us mentally, emotionally. And we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to just work on your people. Work on your people. Because our children are suffering also because of all of the defects in the adults. We thank you, God, for this broadcast. We thank you for every life that's represented, every family that's represented. We thank you, God, for our listeners. And we pray, dear Heavenly Father, that there would be healing in whatever they've heard, that they would begin to think on life more soberly and choose your son Jesus right now, that they would understand that they need a Savior, that we can't do this thing by ourselves. It wasn't designed, and that's why it doesn't work. We give you the glory and the honor, God, so rightly do your name. We give you thanks, God, for Tamika's birthday, dear Heavenly Father, that you've brought us safely through another year, that you've given her a level of understanding, information, and guidance that she did not have last year at this time. And that she would use it, the Heavenly Father, to glorify your kingdom. That as she plans to be a wife, God, that she would be the wife that you have called her to be. 
And at times, if things seem like they get a little crazy, she would remember that you're there, that she would continue to keep her husband lifted before you, dear Heavenly Father. And we thank you for introducing yourself to her, that she has a better option at being a better person, a better citizen in your kingdom, and a better wife. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for her being a part of our life and in helping to enhance our life. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. We ask you, God, to touch on Shantice's body and give her healing so that she can feel better, so that she can be up to serve you in whatever capacity you call her to. We thank you, Lord, for all of our answered prayers. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I always say we do health (laughs) here differently than, you know, maybe other people would do health. But, again, you know, we talked about two issues of health, you know, mental health, physical health. You know, this, this, these, these stories were really serious today. You know, I started off, you know, really puzzled, and I'm still puzzled. I'm puzzled, and the question mark ain't go away. You know, and as the ladies and, you know, were talking about, you know, the logic behind you know, Karina's actions, you know, too bad these people are making such decisions that there's no lesson learned for them. But there's prayer that everyone around them and everyone who hears, you know, who hears this story, that they would understand, that they would learn, that they would know, listen, that's just not the way to go. Not the way to go. We have to plan. We have to take our thoughts and give it to God. You know, we just can't do this thing solo. I don't care what your plan is. You really have to take it and lay it before the Lord. You know, there's a a Bible verse that says, you know, you know, write it down. Make it plain. But it doesn't mean that you take it and run with it. You have to take that and give it to the Lord. Give it to God. Let God bless the plans. And, you know, keep it in mind. Let it be that cycle. You know, you go to God. He gives you your answer. And then you give it back to God. Let it be in that cycle, that circle. That nothing you do starts or ends without God. And if we all take a minute, just take a half a second to think about anything we've ever done that didn't include the Lord, whoo, were we gambling. That was a major gamble. And I mean no matter what it was. No matter what it was. Think about all the things that we have done in our life that just didn't include God and how he blessed us anyway. Ooh. How he blessed us anyway. That's the mercy and grace of God. That's the kind of God we serve. We don't want to keep living like that. If we thought about that thing for half a second, I want to remind you 
that it's only the mercy and grace of God. He doesn't have to let you go by. He does not have to let you go by and, and give you that pass. Nope. But he has over and over and over again. To say God is a God of second chances is an understatement. When he woke us up this morning, he gave us that pass. Gave us another opportunity to get it right. Because there might be something that we really are not doing correctly. So he's given us an opportunity to think about that thing. Every day that God allows us to, to get up, we have another opportunity to, to, to do something better. Every day our life should improve. And if we're not going before the Lord and asking God to display and reveal to us what is not right, then shame on you. Because we're not going to think of these things on our own. But you want to make sure you go before the Lord so that you are right. And when you're not, you don't feel comfortable. Ooh, and I said something big right there. I don't know if you caught it. How many times have we been doing something sinful? And we just, I mean, we just luxuriating that thing. Even once we've crossed over to the other side, even once we've given God our life, we just all right. We just all right. Knowing we need to be doing better. Knowing we ain't got no business doing these things. And I don't care how subtle it is. I don't care how small we may think it is. But God is watching. And think about the past. Think about the past we get. See, I don't know about you. I don't want the past more than I want the blessing. I want the blessing with my name on it. I want for God to look at what... I'm doing it and say, you know what, I see what you're doing, and I want to give you a special dose. I want to give you an extra blessing. I want to bless this that you're doing. I don't want to be chat my teeth are chattering, hoping, you know, that, you know, okay, God, just give me five more minutes. Just give me five more minutes. And no. You know how many times up here, I was talking to someone yesterday, and they were saying that. You know, I'm just going to hold on and hope that God just, you know, lets me get to this point. And I'm saying, but the Bible tells us too much is given, much is required. Which means once you have been given information, you need to move on that information. He didn't give it to you too soon. He gave it to you when you could handle it. He gave it to you when he knew that you could absorb it, that you could make that move. Why am I going to get? the information, and then do it my way and hope that God lets me slide. Because the Bible clearly tells us to know what to do and not do it is sin. I just can't gamble with God that way. I, 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 my my tag on this, y'all just trifle with God a little too much for me. I'm too scared. I'm going to be honest. I am too scared. To mess with God in a certain way, I have. To, I think about my health. I think about my children. I have a granddaughter. I, 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 I Joe. I, I, I no. I, I just can't mess with God like that. God is requiring me to do what He has told me 
to do. I don't care if he wrote it in the sky. I don't care if he put it on a piece of paper. I don't care if he whispered it in my ear. I don't care if he told somebody else to tell it to me. God made sure that Stephanie got the information. I owe it to God to do exactly what God is telling me to do. And if I'm tap dancing around it, I deserve to get exactly what God gives me. And considering that I know what it is to be on my deathbed, to know what it is to almost be out of here, and I have no control over that thing, I have to put my trust in the Lord that I need to make sure I've been doing right so that I can go to God in prayer and not just hope he hears, hope he feels for me. Nah, mm-mm. No, 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 no. He's given me too much. I owe him everything. And I'm not about to hear anything. And I say, okay, well, I'll, I'll get to that when I can. I made that mistake one time. And I told y'all, I have never been the type of person. I got. I had to keep, I never got the uh, whipper for the same thing twice. No, I didn't. If, I, if my mother ever or father ever disciplined me, it was for something new. Wasn't for the same thing. Because once you got me for one thing, for that thing, you ain't got to worry about Stephanie no more. I ain't doing that no more. Or anything like it. But once God snagged me for being disobedient, blatantly disobedient, he never have to worry about that no more. No. Mm-mm. And I can proudly say that it's been what? Mm, how many years? 14 years? I'm not playing. Because I'm looking at the world right now. I'm looking at what they're going through. I'm looking at, you know, what 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 we what we can become when we reject Christ. And this is what happens when sinners don't want God. Imagine what we have to face when we claim Jesus and we do what we want to do. Nah, I'll pass. So come on, let's get this thing together. Do you want to end up like these people we just got finished talking today? Because you could actually turn out worse. Give God your life right now. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for coming through big time as they always do. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity, if you've already given Christ your life, to just develop that closer relationship with him right now. Because later is not promised to any of us. Until, until tomorrow God spare our life. Which Freestyle Friday. I love you.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.